Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You are listening to a long-awaited episode of Spartan Crazies. We've kind of been on a hiatus lately because there hasn't been a ton going on, I guess, to talk about. But uh, we're going to talk some basketball to start. Tim's going to do that. Uh, obviously, there's a uh, new assistant hire, so we're going to discuss that and later on and discuss some recruiting stuff with basketball. And then after that, Excuse me, uh, we're I'm I'm gonna wind up talking football recruiting. So they're they have a bunch of they had a visit this past weekend, and there's gonna be a bunch for the next three weekends. Guys on officials. So, all right, Tim, go ahead. Okay, um, so this is like a really interesting period of time for Michigan State basketball. Fan base is totally split. Um, there's really two. Schools of thought, trust Izzo or he's kind of losing it, sort of D'Antonio-esque departure coming up. Um, I'm not really going to take a side because we're just like in the summer and (laughs) we don't know if things are going to go well or poorly uh, until it happens. So um, I'm just going to kind of break it down what I think both sides are talking about. and we'll talk about the new hire. It's all in there. Um, okay, so here's the obvious part. Everybody wanted Michigan State to pick up a big. Um, you're saying it's either going to be Madi Sissoko or Jackson Kohler playing center. Um, Madi hasn't played very much at all. Um, he played less minutes as a sophomore than a freshman. That's never a good sign. I think he looks extremely lost out there. He's extremely raw. Um, to have him sort of being your starting center, center in, um, after two years of their uh, front court just kind of getting abused in the Big Ten, um, that's kind of scary. And people are like, you know, Izzo, what's going on? You guys can't rebound. You can um, uh, defend the post, but you don't get a big. Um, why? Why? And he actually never was really looking for a big in the transfer portal. A lot of people were speculating for quite a while, um, but he came out and said um, essentially he's he's riding with the team he has. Okay, so let's talk about Madi. In my opinion, there's no way before December or before January Madi's going to look very good. Um, he might be a starter. I think he's like a a good candidate to start in the starting five, but he's going to, you know, be fouling and he's going to be put on the bench. And, and then, um, of course, somebody's going to have to replace him. It might be Joey Hauser in a small ball. It might be freshman Jackson Kohler. Um, I think there's one thing you could point to is Madi could be a better rebounder than, you know, what they might've had in the past few years. Three of the guys that have been a part of the really bad front course for Izzo Arguably Izzo's worst front court over two seasons was Thomas Kithier, very popular player at Michigan State, <laughs> um, Marcus Bingham, and Julius Marble. Who has left the team? It's been that long since we've um, recorded. Uh, yeah, only we recorded. Julius Marble goes to Texas A&M, closer to home. I think, you know, it was a little bit of a surprise for the coaches, but in the end, he is not on the roster anymore. Now... That being said, he wasn't a very good rebounder, just statistically, and I think like eye test, and they've been struggling in rebounding. Uh, Julius Marble was probably, uh, it's arguable, might be your most productive center coming back. Um, On the offensive end, yeah. Offensively, I was going to say versus Bingham last year, who was, you know, better. That's, you know, I probably Bingham, but anyway. Um, 
So you've just got the two guys and maybe small ball Joey who, again, you can't, you can't like run small ball just whenever. You can't just say, let's go small ball. Um, the matchups are important. Um, and they will use that, I'm certain of it, because they can get some pretty good looks with Joey at the five where he's able to actually um, defend the guy and also you know, kind of run around him. Um, but Jackson Kohler, by just default, in my opinion, is going to be on the court a lot because there's no other f- center – and Mati Sissoko is going to be picking up crazy, stupid fouls at first. Like, there's just no question about it. That's He's raw. He's got these long arms that are everywhere. He's going to get fouls. He's going to be on the bench. Um, so a lot rides on Kohler. I think he's going to be sort of like a freshman Nick Ward where he was come, he came in and was explosive offensively and won them a game or two or more than that probably. Um I think Jackson Kohler is going to have nights where he's just kind of eating, and he's the leading scorer. Um, I'm, I don't know about many, but I think that will happen. Um, we, uh, to be, we're going to get into Mash Christie later, right? Just, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot riding on. If he comes in and he's just this you know, explosive talent, and I say explosive in terms of what he can produce – um, that could change the course of this season. Um, but Mati Sissoko, I've said, Ryan, he just needs to play more basketball. He's going to get to play a lot more basketball. And I think maybe by February you, you could see a player that's improved. Izzo said after that um, Purdue game, he said uh, he, he's had his moments. but That game, I mean, he, there, he did – there were a couple games. He does bring energy at least. Like he – I mean, that Purdue game, I remember he was – Hustling after loose balls. Yeah, he brought the energy, and he had. You could see his dimensions were impressive. But um, Izzo did say after that game, he said, "By the time he's done, he we're gonna have a player in Madi." Now, does that mean anything? Is that a guarantee? Yeah, not really. But I mean, he might not ever live up to his ranking because he was like our pretty high four star recruit. But I mean, he. I think he'll become at least somewhat serviceable. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you've got a big dude who. Who could be kind of a bruiser. Rebounds. You could get back to rebounding. Um, which that would be welcome. <laughs> um, then you've got this freshman who I think he will be able to get buckets right away. I watched him in the uh, Iverson game. Um, he was like one of the leading scorers. His three-point shot is just like robotic. It's it's beautiful. I mean, it's, just give him 100 shots. They're all going to look identical. Um, so I think he'll get points you might have some issues still but that all being said i don't expect michigan state to be like challenging for a national championship next year um i think definitely after this past season you should say reasonable goal should be sweet 16 and then whenever Izzo gets the second weekend who knows right right? so reasonable goal for this team coming up sweet 16 we agree about that should be yes um Hopefully more, but that should be like a baseline goal because they are. I mean, that, that feels like that should be the baseline goal for any season. To be honest with Agreed. you, no matter what. Agreed. But based on the team you have, it would be instead of this season where we we lost to Duke and you say, "Well, that sucks." We had to play Duke. Yeah, we got. Like yeah, next right. season, there is no well, that sucks. Like it's like a disappointment. Really, it's really pure care disappointment. Who you pull. If you if you're an eight seed and you lose. Second round to one, I still am gonna be pissed because I mean I I I can't do three straight years of just being mediocre. No, I know, I, but that they have to get the work done. During right? The no, for sure, for sure. Um, it's just what I say is they don't make a second weekend. Just across the board, season is a disappointment. Listen, I, I we I have my reservations about Izzo right now. Like I don't like the way he uses the portal at all. I do. I'm not a fan. I want him to just suck it up and deal with it because. Honestly, it's not going any, it's not going away. This is not going to leave. This is a thing this year to stay. So I just want him to adjust to it and, you know, he's, he needs to broaden his horizons. I was talking to somebody about this. Combo, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. Uh, the, the OKG thing is great. I, I, li- I like it, but he has to broaden his, pers- his perspective on it. Because how do you have a portal with over a thousand people in it? And you can't find a single guy that fits what you want. 
Like, that doesn't make... There's no way. There is... I'm glad you brought it up because that is a very logical and fair point. But his argument back to you would be he has put in years of recruiting and development into a player named Mari Sissoko. He has put in probably over a year of recruitment and time into Jackson Kohler. He doesn't want to go and get a Band-Aid transfer that could uproot those um, sort of investments he's made. That's fine. They get a grad guy. They get a guy that's going to be here for a year. Because, I mean, if these guys are going to leave because of a guy... Down the road, if you look down the road at Michigan, they have been trying the same, and they just lost... I know it doesn't work all the time, but you might as well try it. You might as well, according to you, and according to him, is he doesn't want to even risk losing those players... He's going to go with the nine commits. And I would say to his defense, and I'm actually just playing devil's advocate. Oh, I understand that. Because I want both sides to be heard. Right. Um, to his credit, even Bill Self said they probably won't be getting, you know, um, filling past 10, 11 scholarships. And, and that's, again. that's fine. He just won a national championship, so he can say whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> that's true. But I think in the context of where he said it, it wasn't like... Him smoking a cigar, like, whatever. Right. He's saying, like, I can't keep these players happy. They'll just keep transferring. Um, and I, realistically, you're not playing 14 guys. I understand that. I'm not saying. I, I just wanted one guy. I, I don't care if it was a wing. I don't care if it was a big man. Get one guy. I don't think that was asking for too much. And, and if it works out, that's great. And we can talk. We're going to get into recruiting later, I have. But, then. There's caveats to what I'm saying right now. We'll get into that in a little bit. If he doesn't get past the first weekend this year, I'm going to be kind of thinking about the D'Antonio thing comparison. There's caveats to it. Yeah. Like injuries or something. Yes. Or certain recruits he could possibly get this upcoming class. Sure. Um, But, man, I I just don't like the way you approach the portal at all. Okay, so let's say this. Let's say... He's saying, hardcore, I don't want to add anybody to ensure I don't lose some of these kids that he... Who's going to leave? Sissoko? I think that Pierre Brooks, if you pick up a a wing, was a strong candidate. Now, that's just me throwing that name out there. And that could be a player that Izzo sees a great future for. Oh, I agree. And he's like, I don't want to get some, you know, mid-major for some dude who could be a superstar and risk that. Now, that being said, this is what I'm going to propose. What if he's saying, I'm going to feel it out this way at first. And then, you know, like if guys are staying around or it's not as big of an issue, I'll start to dip in. But there's no telling that He's just going to, going forward, just kind of not use transfers. Now, I know there's I, a lot of... I don't of, think he's not going to use it at all. I just don't like the way he approaches it. That's fair. I'm just... Uh, I'm defending the fact that he could like specifically the group he has and not just the general idea of I don't ever want to take transfers because I'm going to keep... No, I, I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he's going to never take a transfer ever. I mean... Well, I, I know, but... by Like... In the grand scheme, like if you literally don't have a player, of course, if you if you're like out of centers or out of point guards, he'll go to the transfer portal. He's not right. No, for sure. Yeah, he I mean brought but, back. He got Tyson Walker last year. He I would say this something. though, they're they're pretty much going forward with nine guys. The one major concern that everyone points out is what happens if, if somebody there's a, gets key, hurt. a yeah. key injury, right? right. Because um, people will bring up the fact that. In some of Izzo's most successful seasons, he's his uh, rotation was. I, I that does kind of make me feel somewhat okay because at least he's not going to be screwed with the rotations almost the entire year. He's right. only play nine guys. So six, seven guys in some of his most successful seasons. Now it's like going to be tightened, which people have been begging for. Right. By default, so a silver lining, I suppose. But yes, one injury. Let's let's think of the one injury that would really ruin the season. If you have a big man that gets hurt. You're screwed. That's Pretty my much. problem. Um, yeah. Like, even for depth purposes, I would have been like, let's just get a big man, like a grad transfer guy. Like, if, if if he's so fixated on somebody leaving, then just get a one-year guy. Like, I, I Maybe he didn't have somebody that really fit what he wanted, but there's a thousand guys in the portal. There's got to be somebody there. 
Like, that's just how I feel about it. Like, I said Keon Brooks, but he didn't really fit, I guess, because he can't really shoot. And he went out to Washington, so that tells you all you really need to know about him, I guess. But Okay, well, here's one thing that I don't think is really, like, being brought up. Enough. Oh, yeah, we did not talk about that at all. Um, MSU took a commit from Carson Cooper, who's from Jackson. And um, he plays at IMG Academy. However, not for their, like... He was on their post-grad team. Right. Not for, like, the team. Right. It's kind of like a reserve-type team, like an A team or a B team. Um, now, here's the thing. Everyone's saying this kid's going to redshirt. It's kind of like a kind of a backup plan. That's exactly what it is. He's 6'11". If they really don't have the bodies, Carson Cooper's playing. Play. Yeah. I mean... You think he's just going to sit on the bench no, and while they don't have bodies? He's, he's going to come out. thrown in, yeah. That is the reason they added him. It's kind of a, a safety blanket. He is not going to be great right off the bat. I have seen some of his clips. I mean, he and looks like he's an all right player. He can, he can kind of play. Yeah. Now, um, you know, there, it, you've got to really consider the uh, level of competition. But it was not that great. But he is six. He is listed at six eleven, and I think he's got a little bit of athleticism. And um, he's he, he's a guy. I guess you could kind of compare him to like a Kenny Goins, except he's obviously five inches taller. Like the the situation is kind of the same, right? Thing, and where, yeah, yeah, they're and, not the same player. I'm not implying that at all. It's but just, no, like, could be it's like a guy, a, it's a guy down the road that who you could, could actually guess. be like right. playing. Right. They said that they. Um, I can't remember which coach it was. It might have been Izzo himself. That they just happened to catch a game of his, and they were just blown away. Like, who is this guy? And then they found out he's from Michigan. he's from Jackson, right. and uh, it was basically the rest is history. Like, hey, everybody's yapping about us needing some sort of safety blanket, uh, or just another guy. Everybody wanted a a starter, not a safety blanket. I, I mean, I, I just wanted death piece. To be honest with you. But like, let's be real. Yeah. Season ends. Everybody wanted a starter. Yeah. Everybody did. Oh yeah. Of um. So, yeah, it turns into a safety blanket, red shirt, uh, red shirt probable, let's call it that, red shirt possible. Um, what's another position, though? Like, they lose a certain guy, it's done. It, most people I, would say wing. I guess. I mean, we got, what, Malik Hall, Pierre Brooks. I guess that's almost it. I suppose you could put... Aikens on the wing. I guess. I mean, he's more of a combo guard, but yeah. Um, or you know, just kind of play three guards out there, like him and Walker and Hogard all on the court at the same time. I mean, that's possible. Yeah, that's a small. I know what you were saying. Anyway, know. that would be bad. Like a Jaden Aikens injury. That's my thing. You just don't have any depth on this team at all. Like if somebody gets hurt. Like at the wing or the big man, especially the big man position, you're sure. They do have Jason Whitens, who's going to be coming back from injury. But he did play at Western. He was a D1 player. Yeah, it's not. I don't know about off of injury, but. Um, and then it's just, uh, what's his name from Ferris? Is it Michael? Michael, uh, damn it, what the hell's his last name? I can just look right here. Michael something. There we go. That's our breaking information. Michael something. I, I, I'm pretty sure he'll be on here. Wait, what? You and I, I think we're arguing about UNC. So you probably look stuff up. As I said, they were going to be this year's UCLA. Maybe. I think I was looking that up for a different reason. But besides the point. Um, no, they don't really have him listed. Damn it. Michael, Michael Peterson. That's the guy. <laughs> and then you just remembered yeah, I it. I just remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... So they've got him too, I guess. That's not really comforting. <laughs> but uh no, I He went he went through senior day ceremonies. I don't know if he had any eligibility left. But like circling back, Carson Cooper, he looks like he in time could be a legit like player. Like, yeah, I, I'm not doubting that. He's just not a guy that's going to make an impact this year. I mean, yeah, that's almost for certain. Well, it's probable barring injury, you know what I mean? Um okay, so Um, how much, I mean, there, there's really not a lot else to say. I do really like talk Max Christie, right? Yeah, I mean, talk about him when you talk about recruiting. Okay. 
Chrissy ends up staying in the draft. I, All the drama you know, aside, that was gonna happen. we did talk about. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about because no, we no. never recorded since. Um, in our last podcast, I didn't even like mention Christy. There's a reason. He kind of had a forgettable end to the season. If he was hooping out of his mind, I would have been raving, right? Um, I am, am and was, I'm not just saying this, more excited for Jaden Akins than I was for Max Christie. Now, the fact that Max is gone isn't, like, isn't a good thing. It's not a good, not a good thing. thing. But he is gone now. Yeah. That, that's done. Um, he's not on Michigan State anymore. So you can just forget about what he could or could have been, could not have been. Um, I think that Jaden Akins playing more by a default of there's just a limited amount of guys on the roster for, you know, that backcourt now. Um, I honestly think that Jaden Akins playing a lot more will be a very good thing for Michigan State. That's not saying Max Christie's uh, absence will make them better. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it's going to result in Akins playing more, which I think is a very good thing. I'm extremely excited about what he could be. I think his ceiling is probably one of the highest on the whole team. Um, And they really are going to have to give him some minutes now. So for me, that's kind of exciting. Um, Part of it is, uh, you know, just trying to cope with the fact that Max Christie sophomore season, in theory, you know, if we could have can go back, you'd say we still have Max as a sophomore. That's pretty awesome, right? He would have been a good player. A good player, of course. Um, so I hope that he does well. I, you know, I just think he got bad advice. Well, if he's making like six figures next year and then seven like in years after, is it's it really about, ever bad advice? It's not. It's not about that, though. It's about the second contract, not the first one. That's true. But, I mean, these days, dude, you could make, like... Oh, I know you could make Over a million dollars in, like, two years. Like, that's... That's something. Yeah, Um, I guess. I mean, it's not not like his family's, like, super bad off, like Deontay Davis's was. Right, but... You know, would you rather go to school... And not get paid, or like just train all day. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. You, you know, Max is kind of a robot. Now he just gets to train all day doing basketball. That's what he loves, and he'll get paid a lot. Um, Like more than likely, he'll be making six figures or more. Come, you know, whenever season begins. Um, So Max, I am going to be cheering for him. Feels like the season was just. Brief, and he'll he'll be kind of a brief memory. It's like he reminds me. It's like Deontay Davis almost. Deontay was, yeah, I was a little more heartbreaking for me. Um, he yeah, was his a mates, Michigan kid. I get too. why he left. There's backstory to that. Yeah, but, it made yeah. sense. It's just he could have been very special right. at state. Um, Whereas next season, I don't know how much more special Max would have been. Like, would we have seen a giant jump? I, I think really, I think he would have had a big jump. You do? I, I okay. Well, I mean, that's not a crazy thought. I just, it's, I'm not. I don't know if he would have been like a Jordan Davis or Keegan Murray this year, but I think he would have taken a big jump. For what it's worth, um, a friend of ours on Twitter, I'm not going to give by name, said he plays video games with Cassius, and that he asked Cassius, Winston, of course. Um, about Max Christie when he originally committed, and his reaction was skinny. <laughs> and I remember hearing that and going, "Well, Cassius is kind of oh, a hater." Yeah, I was gonna. Well, Cassius is not exactly the, <laughs> the like a bigger guy himself. No, either. but if you do recall, he said when he went on his visit to state, they were like, "Dude, you're not shit. Like, prove it to us that you're good." Whereas at Michigan, they were all like. Yeah. Singing his praises. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And that was why he thought it was kind of different and, in his opinion, the the better place to go. Right. Um, anyway, so maybe he's doing kind of that thing, like, prove it to me that you're good. Which, did he prove it to Cassius? Probably not. Find out next time. <laughs> N- next time we ask him about it. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
we'll talk about the uh, just the recruiting real quick, and then we'll talk about Thomas Kelly. Um, obviously, Jeremy Fears, point guard, kind of like the future of point guard at Michigan State, he's not the, counting. He's the floor general, according to his Twitter. By yes, the, the floor general. I mean, he does kind of embody that term, though. Sometimes people just play point guard. And some people actually are a floor general. Right. And he is that. Um, the way that he controls the game and defensively. It, he is a an exciting player. I do like him a lot. He's going to be good. Um, playing on the same Pangos All-American camp team um, with Devin Royal and Xavier Booker. Didn't they room uh, Booker and uh, – I think they roomed Booker and Fears together too. Yeah, they've been – he's been in their ear apparently. Um, and, you know – one thing everybody was, you know, criticizing Izzo, like, what is he doing? Where are the transfers? Yada, yada, yada. He was grinding yeah. on the recruiting trail for Xavier Booker. <laughs> there were people on Twitter bitching about Izzo going to watch Draymond play in game two. And they're like, he should be out recruiting. It's like, dude, first of all, he's been out recruiting nonstop. Like, <laughs> right. like I, I am the farthest from the biggest Izzo defender right now. But he's been out recruiting Xavier Booker nonstop. And the one thing that and you, the one thing that you want as a recruit, they're showing Tom Izzo's face and talking about him on the biggest stage in basketball exactly. and talking about it. Right. That is as good of a recruiting pitch as you're possibly going to get. Yeah, and they always sing his praises. Right. And not to mention, if there's anybody out there that's doubting how hard Izzo works at this job, like that's the one thing that, like and he's never had a problem with like literally ever. everyone right. knows like objectively as a truth I was like I could not believe people Izzo that, is grinding I could not believe people actually had that t- you know, people like that's just people it. just bitching to bitch it's like so, dude really but let me circle back to what I was going to say grinding hard watching Xavier Booker he was whatever rank like he was up, 70 something yeah 70 yeah. something all of a sudden, he's now he's a he's probably, the top five he's probably recruit. probably going to end is the number one recruit so, in his class. So, is Izzo slipping? Let me ask you. Is he slipping? Is he – the second the season is over, he is grinding on a guy that he sees as much Before greater potential. everybody else. And got in there way early for a guy that could be absolutely a difference maker. Because you get a booker to, um, to commit – that's going to bring other commits. Yes. They'll be like, I want to play there too, and boom. You've got a whole recruiting cycle that could end in a Cassius Winston-type four years. This was my caveat to if they don't make the second weekend. If he can pull Jeremy Fears, Devin Royal, and Xavier Booker in the same class, he could lose in the first round. I wouldn't give a shit. As long as those guys came here, and I would assume the team would be really, really good the next year if those guys came here, right. I could live with losing – First, first weekend. I could live with it. That's the only way I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't really. In my head, I don't want to even talk about being okay with it. But, yes, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. It would be huge. It would be kind of like re, new be, life. It would be, It'd be that new would life. Be, that would be one of the best commits Izzo's ever gotten if he could pull, if he could pull him in. Exactly. And he was in there working hard. And, you know, everyone's complaining about – what what's he gonna do with the big men, including myself? He just brought in Jackson Kohler. He's working hard on Xavier Booker. It looks like he's trying to get some big men. Right. Not for this season, obviously, but he wants to 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 go the long haul. Um, so anyway, you can make up your own mind about him. My mind really isn't made up. I think he's being halfway between stubborn and strategic. Um, I do think that there is method to his madness. There almost always is. And I do think he's talking to these other coaches. I doubt, I honestly strongly doubt that Tom Izzo hasn't talked about this transfer problem or issue or how to navigate it with coaches like Self or Coach K or even a uh, Roy Williams. Almost guaranteed he has talked to one of those just about this issue. Well, we got a caveat here. Don't think he has the best relationship ever with Bill Self, but that's another story. Sure. <laughs> that, that's true. But I know that they will have casual, right. like, hey. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's the basketball team. Aside from one thing, people were 
really upset about this. I It kind of didn't make sense, but according to Izzo, um, Adrian Payne's passing, who we didn't really talk about, no, R.I.P. I don't really want to because it's just sad and, yeah. and past, you know, just a... Just Horrible a, tragedy. A tragedy. Yeah. Um, Adrian Payne passing kind of set things back. He did maintain this whole time he wanted to keep it in the family. MSU swaps coaches. Um, out goes Dwayne Stevens. In uh, comes Thomas Kelly from Western. Um, it wasn't <laughs> immediate, but um, Thomas Kelly is in the family. Um, Izzo seems very un. Um, unbothered at all by the concept that he took too long to do this. I would say it is June and it's just an associate head coach or assistant head coach. Sorry, I don't know, actually know which one. Good associate. Okay. Um, so is this like, did he take too long? Was this terrible? In my opinion, not really. It. I mean, it was a lot longer in some uh, job searches, especially for just this kind of position, but um I don't know if they really missed out on any progress due to it. Do you have thoughts on Thomas Kelly? So, I am not thrilled with the hire, but I'm not, like, upset about it. I feel there were better names he could have gotten. I feel like he could have gotten I, Mojo, I think, Reese Joseph would have been a better fit. I liked him more because he's – I mean, it's kind of an outsider in a way. I mean, he played here, but he hasn't – I don't think he's ever been on staff with his O before. So, um I liked Lavelle Jordan. Tim obviously likes Lavelle Jordan. That would have been cool. Um, I, I, he had. I mean, he's kind of an outsider. He has obviously past contacts with Izzo. He's known him forever. Um, he flamed out at Butler, but I, I mean, he kind of got screwed by that one year where they where the where COVID that tournament didn't happen, and he would have made he that team would have been a, like a five or six seed, and he got fired from Butler. Um, obviously, he was at U of M with B-Line. He has Michigan Connects. I think he would have been a good hire. I liked him more than I liked Thomas Kelly. I, even a name like Tom Crean, like, I get that he kind of, I don't know, he's a, he's kind of out there, I guess. Uh, but he's a good recruiter. Um, I would have been cool with him. I mean, even though he's got, he's been on, he was on Izzo's staff years and years and years ago. Um, I would have been cool with him. Those are the three guys that I came up with. But my problem with – I was laughing at people that were just like, this hire is just – like, it sucks. It's like, dude, like, I understand, like, you're not happy about it, but can you, like, give names, like, that you thought would have been better? Like, at least – I wasn't exactly happy with it, but at least I'm giving some names that I thought would have been, you know. Okay, better. let me let me ask you this. Of all these people that we see, like, commenting on it, do you think that they know what – Thomas Kelly's um, role is going to be? Probably What not. does he do? No, none of us. I don't even know what he's going to do. Exactly. So all these people saying, rah, rah, like, dude, he could Let just be. Let him play out and see what well, happens. He could just be like a, a, like a, a mule. Right. Like just Izzo tells him, I want all of these, you know, these plays to be ran like in practice. And, and he'll tell them to specifically work with a few players on specific things. You see in games, Izzo will turn around after a play pissed off and, and single else. out. Yeah. He'll single out an assistant and he'll be in their face. You know why? It's because his chore or task for the last week or so was to make sure that this player fixed this X, Y, and Z. And if he didn't, he's saying, I told you to do this. Now, that's a very rudimentary version of what's happening. But... Thomas Kelly, <laughs> um, I don't. I just don't see you hiring an um, an assistant or associate. Now I really don't know what to say. Um, I don't see you hiring one of these guys and it just flipping your season. No, or, I don't think so either. I, it will just be maybe some good ideas. You know, you do have some people that are specifically de- defensive orientated. Or in my opinion, this is the concern. Dwayne Stevens coached the bigs. Now he's gone. Some people might say, well, the bigs have been garbage. Right. But how many pros is Dwayne Stevens putting? Jaron Jackson. I, mean, I think he's coached a lot of good yeah. uh, the cats acting up. Um, Dwayne Stevens coached the bigs. Now he's gone. Who's coaching the bigs? Right. You want to make the bigs better. I'm trying to figure out who's going who's gonna to do that. Now, was it only DJ? I don't know. But, Probably not. But that's an interesting wrinkle to all this. That's the one part where I'm a little concerned about – 
how bigs are going to play. Maybe it would be much better. I don't know. But all I know is post moves were all Stevens. And, um, you know, I think Kohler will be fine. But I don't know who's going to be coaching that going forward. So yeah, I don't know. interesting to, to ponder. Anybody that's got an extreme opinion on Thomas Kelly, like extreme, that's just like dude, yeah, that's just chill. ridiculous. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, chill out. Let it play out. See what happens. I'm not mad about it. I'm not. Ha- I'm not like th- upset about it or thrilled about it. I have. I don't really have like a super mega opinion on it. Like I'm willing to just let it play out and see what happens. But now we'll finish with this. It has been my opinion for a long time that Dwayne Stevens will be the next head coach at Michigan State. A lot of people said, well, he's never even had the coaching head coaching experience. He's going off to Western. This is his audition. This is his audition. You've seen a lot of the famous coaches pick their successor and say, hey, go head, be a head coach here. And then, you know, like when the time comes, you'll be, you know, one of the lead um, candidates. This is... What's happening with Stevens? Will he be the next head coach? I think that largely depends on how Western Michigan basketball is looking in the next few years. Matt jobs are not easy jobs. Yeah, so um, another interesting recall. I think maybe in my head I thought DJ would just stay forever, but this does not surprise me at all. No, it's good. I'm, I mean, you're going to find out here if he's a viable head coaching candidate or not. That's I'm, I'm happy that he's able to go and – he was a big recruiter for state, though. Yeah. But that being said, Izzo has always been the, the you know, guy. the guy who's just grinding, you know, showing up to recitals, which I'm exaggerating. But, I mean, that really is has been his MO since he was assistant for Judd. So, okay, we'll end with basketball. Um, there's just so much time in between, but it's looking like the roster's pretty set. I think they've got a good group of guys. I think they're going to be an upper half team in the Big Ten for yeah, sure. Big Ten is going to be really bad. This year. Um, that there's that um, element as well, and uh, there's just a lot to um, to see. Like when the season starts, I mean, I I really am just curious how this team's going to come out the gate because I think that there's reason to believe that they feel that they should, you know, just come out. Roaring, you know, last season Tyson Walker is his first year. I feel like he's gonna come out wanting to try to prove something. Joey Hauser, um, Jaden Akins, Malik Hall. I think all these guys are gonna come out wanting to prove something. Malik Hall, senior year. I mean, put up or shut up time. Yeah, he hasn't even had a chance to play in a Sweet Sixteen. So, if there was ever a time to be hungry, it's now. All right, Ryan. There's a lot more exciting stuff going on at this exact moment yeah. for football. So, uh, all right, let's dive into it. So, I'm going to start out with recruiting. Obviously, uh, this past weekend they had three five stars on campus, um, ton of other kids. So, let's get right into it. Uh, so, to, uh, last night, super late, uh, they got a commit from. Uh, Jalen, uh, not Jalen Braxton, Jesus. Uh, damn it. How did I not put his name down? Now I am blanking. I don't know why. I literally just had it. Chance Rucker, thank you. Uh, Chance Rucker, uh, defensive back from Texas, who MSU was in on super early. He wasn't ranked when they offered him. Uh, wound up being a four-star recruit. I think he's top 300 player. Uh so, really nice to get that big talent from out of state uh, in a rich area. So, excited about him. He should be a good ad. Uh, going on with that, guy who just got a bunch of crystal balls. And I would guess that he's probably going to commit this week because all of these are high-confidence crystal balls. Demetrius Bell. Uh, he's now a four-star. He just got a, rank, a ranking boost. Uh, he's a wide receiver from Tennessee. He has a bunch of offers from all over. Really good, solid player. Um, he will likely commit this week to MSU. Um, so keep an eye out for that. The three five-star recruits they had on campus, all defensive linemen, 
Again, this is a Brandon Jordan thing. They all want, they all, everybody likes Brandon Jordan. He's going to bring in top end players. You already got one with Andrew DePape. Um, Jaden Wayne came, this was an unofficial visit. He has not taken an official MSU yet. It's between MSU and Alabama for his last official. So he's, he said he's going to come back. I just don't know if it's going to be an official or unofficial visit. But he is a five star defensive end from Washington. Uh, he might actually got bumped down to a four-star since they added the on-three rankings, but he was a five-star before this week. So uh, he has offers from all over the country, like any five-star does. Victor Burley, another five-star recruit from Georgia, uh, another defensive lineman. Uh, David Hicks, top, I think he's number six in the country. Uh, defensive end, brought his mom and dad. This is his second time at MSU. He came for the spring game. Um, this was his official First time he brought his dad, this time he brought his mom and his dad. So, obviously, he's considering MSU pretty seriously if that's his second visit, and he's coming from Texas. Um, so, those are the three five stars that visited this week. Um, Jalen Braxton, a I believe he's a defense. Yeah, he's a defensive back, um, four-star. I think he's from Texas. Uh, he's set to commit on the 9th of July. Visited this weekend. Apparently, things went really well. MSU probably leads for him. Um, I think he had a crystal ball run, so keep an eye out for him. Madden Sanker, top 100 offensive lineman from Georgia. Uh, this is a really winnable recruitment for me because I look at who's in this. They have, I think it's TCU, Louisville, Miami, MSU are his top four. It's a window. You should... I mean, I would say you should win that recruitment, to be honest with you. So, um, not like a ton of big-name schools. I guess Miami, but that's about it. I mean, I just feel like they should win that. Uh, last guys, uh, Jelani Thurman, top 150 tight end, four-star. He has family from Michigan. I think they're from Jackson. So, he has a ton of family up here. His mom's side, I believe. Uh, four-star, visited this past weekend. And Sham, I'm going to botch this guy's name, Sham Yumarov. I think I got that right. Visited last weekend, high three-star offensive lineman from Georgia. Um, so those were the guys, I believe, Bo Edmondson, and I can't remember who else. There was another commit here this weekend. Uh, no, it was, I think it was Andrew DePape that was here this weekend. I can't. I'm, no, he's visiting this next weekend. I, I'll, I, I can't remember, but uh, they had a couple commits on campus. It was Jordan Slack. Slack was the one that was here. Uh, offensive lineman from uh, Detroit King. Uh, he's already committed. Four-star. Uh, so this upcoming weekend, another big list. There's three more weekends left. Um, Five-star offensive tackle, Samson Okunla. Okunlola, sorry. From Massachusetts. Has offers from all over. Um, the thing about this one, this kid's not from down south. He's... He doesn't have ties to, like, big-name down-south programs. So MSU might have a legitimate shot here to get him because um, he's not, like, enamored with the SEC or anything. So that's a positive. Um, but he's been – I think this is his second time here. I think he's been here before. Uh, <laughs> sorry, dog. Uh, Four-star uh, Caleb Presley, top 100 kid from Washington. Uh Defensive back, again, guy with offers from all over the country. I think him and Jaden Wayne know each other pretty well. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Eno Etta, defensive lineman, four-star from Texas. MSU's been in on this guy forever. I think he had, like, a couple future casts on rivals in MSU. So, uh, again, recruitment MSU can absolutely win there. Uh, Andrew DePape, all oh, you guys know who he is. Defensive line, defensive end from Iowa, top 150 kid, uh, was committed like the week Brandon Jordan got hired. Ryan Yates, this name might sound familiar. So he tried to commit to Michigan State before. They didn't take his commitment. Um, he wound up committing to LSU, but he's coming back for an official this this weekend. He's from Texas, high four-star. So he's a safety, so keep an eye out for that. This name might 
make some of you guys feel old that are listening to this. Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson's son, the guy who played for the Dirty Bird Falcons in, like, the late 90s. Uh, his kid is coming for an official. He's a linebacker, four-star, Jamal Anderson Jr. from Georgia. So, that's a big name there, just based on his dad. Um, Jordan Hall. This guy has, I think, a couple crystal balls to MSU. He plays at IMG in Florida. He's a four-star linebacker. So, MSU, I think, is in the lead for him probably. So, keep an eye out for him. Terrence Green, I don't know much about this guy. He's a defensive lineman from Texas. He's a four-star. Jaden Bonsu, this guy doesn't really give many interviews. It's kind of hard to get a read on him. Uh, Safety from New Jersey, he's a four-star. So... Uh, King Mac, MSU just offered this kid, I believe. Uh, he's a safety, four-star from Florida. I think MSU has a legit shot at him. You guys know who these two are. Brendan Parachek, tight end from Dexter, Michigan. Uh, already committed, four-star. Kedrick Riscano from Texas, running back. Already committed, obviously. Uh, four-star recruit. Clay Whedon. Uh, four-star interior offensive lineman from Florida. Uh, I don't know much about him. I think his offer sheet was really good. So uh, he's like top – he's like number 376. I don't know why I remember that. Uh, Colton Hood from Georgia, three-star corner. I think he has like a future cast for MSU right now. He's going to be here this upcoming weekend. Vance Bulliard, don't know anything about this guy. He's uh, – from Tennessee, uh, three-star tight end. I think he was, like, top 900 kid. Uh, so that's this upcoming weekend for all the guys that are coming for officials. It's June 17th. So Chase Basantis, MSU has a legit shot at this guy. I think that he dropped the top five that had Rutgers, MSU. I can't remember who else. But Rutgers and MSU are, like, the two main teams. He's from New Jersey, so obviously Rutgers is going to play a big factor in this. It was, like, three, like – Big name programs, MSU, and then Rutgers was there. So it was like, okay, weird list. Uh, by Job, he's a defensive end, four-star from Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, he, MSU kind of got in on him a little bit ago. Um, I remember hearing his name for the first time like a month ago. So this name is interesting to me, and I really want this guy. Elliot Washington, he's a, from Ford. He's a Bama commit, safety, four-star. He has MSU connections. There was one guy, I don't remember who it was, but Justin, who was on our last podcast, uh, who does a great job at 24-7 sports. Uh, he had, he mentioned he he's related to Sir Darian Adams, who played under John L. and Antonio. So he has MSU connections for sure. He's been here. Washington got a run of crystal balls. After he visited for the spring game. So we'll see if MSU can close close out on him and flip him from Bama. Bama's been trying to keep him. So he's a legit prospect. Uh, Miles McVay, a four-star offensive tackle from East St. Louis. Uh, MSU's been in on this guy for a long time. Probably like a year plus. Uh, Missouri is going to be tough to beat here. You might want to stay home. So uh, Andrew Harris, don't know a ton about this guy. A linebacker, four-star from Florida. Uh, he'll be here on the seventh weekend of the seventeenth. Peyton Kirkland, MSU's been after this guy for as long as I can remember. Offensive tackle from Florida, he's a four star. Uh, Michael Harris, linebacker, four star from Florida. Don't really know a ton about him. Trevor Lauk, MSU's been after him for a while, if I can remember right. Three star offensive tackle from Indiana. The, here's another big name. Uh, just based on somebody he was related to, T.J. Metcalf. He's D.K. Metcalf's cousin. He's from he's from Alabama. Uh, he's at safety. He's a three star. I believe his brother. I don't know if they're brothers or cousins. Is coming with him, and he's a twenty twenty four kid, but I can't remember his name. Uh, Paul Billups. Don't know anything about these last two guys. Uh, wide receiver from Virginia, three star. Frederick Moore, another wide receiver. Uh, three-star from St. Louis. So MSU is probably not going to take a ton of wide receivers in this class because they took – I think they took a lot last year. or I can't remember, but they're, they're loaded at wide receiver right now. Um, 
So I, they're going to take probably Demetrius Bell and one other guy because they're not really like pushing for a ton of wide receivers in this class. So they're going to be pretty picky about who they would take. Uh, that's all the June 17th visits. So let's go to June 24th. This is the last weekend. Uh, Tamarian Parker, top 100 kid. He's a defensive lineman. Wow, another defensive lineman. Who would have thought? Uh, four-star from Alabama. Uh, offers from all over the country. Amari Washington, he's like rated 105th in the country, I think. From Arizona, he has a crystal ball to Ohio State right now. Four-star defensive lineman. Again, another DL. Uh, Dalen Austin from uh, California. He's committed to LSU right now. He's a four-star recruit. Has offers from all over the country. This guy was a recent ad, I believe. Micah Tease from Oklahoma. He's a four-star athlete. I don't know what he really projects out to, um, but he's listed as an athlete. Jalen Thompson from Castex. So this is a name most of you guys are probably familiar with. Obviously, he played under Thomas Wilcher, who runs, I think, on campus recruiting at MSU now. But he's in some type of off-field role at MSU. So with Thompson, he can't um, early enroll because they hired his coach, and he has to uh, – and we could, MSU couldn't recruit any Castex kids from my cycle. Uh, but they could recruit Jalen Thompson because uh, he can enroll in the fall next year. So he's a four-star defensive lineman. Just got an Ohio State offer, so they're going to make it interesting. Uh, I don't know. They might have higher guys on the board than him. Uh, but I, w- I would love to see him at MSU personally just because he's a Michigan kid and he's wanted by Ohio State, so that's good enough for me. Uh, Caden McDonald, defensive lineman from Georgia, four-star kid. Joe Crocker, Tennessee. Uh, Bryce Pollock from uh, Georgia. He's a pick commit right now. He's a corner, three-star. Um, and then last one is a commit from Florida, Eddie Pleasant. He's a three-star. He committed after the spring game. So that's the entire list as of now of guys that are coming for officials. So it's massive. I think they had, like, a graphic where MSU was bringing in, like, the most talent in the country on official visits as of now, which is pretty insane. Uh, But, yeah, big weekend, big next couple weekends. Um, Maybe we'll see a couple commits here. I don't know. I think these guys are kind of going to run it out, especially the five-star kids. I wouldn't expect them to commit anytime soon. I know David Hicks isn't committing until, like, January, and he's not going to commit – until the, yeah, I think he's committing at a, uh, an All Star game, so that's going to drag out a while. Um, but yeah, ton of talent. Uh, expect Demetrius Bell probably to pop here soon. Uh, just got to run a crystal balls, so kind of read the tea leaves there. I mean, high high confidence crystal balls. They're like eights, so usually that's pretty telling on when a guy's going to pop. Um, but yeah, insane list. Uh, that's about it for names i mean i would love to land one of those five-star guys um obviously i mean hell the three three would be great but that's probably not gonna happen uh but yeah this is the most talent i've ever seen in coming to msu for visits so i'm excited to see what can happen what if you had to say like you think of five-star commits who is it (sighs) probably if I had to guess, maybe Jaden Wayne. See, I mean, he, he came here again. This is, I think this is the, no, this was his first time here. He came here on his own dime. He was here for three days. So, I mean, he's clearly seriously considering MSU. And he's talking about – he said he's going to come here again. He doesn't know if it's going to be an official or an unofficial. But, I mean, that guy seems like he's legitimately really considering MSU. I mean, David Hicks is too, I think, too. But I think in the – and and that's – you got Texas A&M involved in that with a kid from Texas with their NIL money. I just think they're going to be too hard to beat. I think he's going to wind up there. But, I mean, he's came twice with his family, so clearly he's pretty serious too. But, yeah, if I had to guess, Jaden Wayne would be the guy. Because, I mean, he put MSU in his top ten like a day after they offered him. So, I mean, he's clearly seriously considering them. I mean, he – he dumped Michigan. Didn't even put them on there. He'd been there. He'd been to U of M, 
didn't even put them in his top ten, and he put MSU in instead. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he really likes Brandon Jordan a lot. So, awesome. But that is the rundown on guys that are visiting in the next month. So, massive list. Uh, would expect a ton of guys to come in the fall too for games. So, uh, exciting times. Really an uptick in the program. I mean, I think a top 15 class is pretty reasonable to think that could happen. Um, there's, I mean, they've already got six commits, and I think all of them but one are four-star recruits. So they're, uh, they started out strong. I uh, would expect to end strong, too. I mean, Mel's definitely got uh, – cachet about him going right now where guys want to come play for him so and obviously defensive linemen they're they're just going to take premium guys man i mean Chalen thompson if he really wanted to commit he should do it now because i'm not sure how long he's going to have a spot so <laughs> uh if he wants to come here he better better do it quick because i don't think that there's going to be spots very much very much longer i mean they're going to for the five-star guys they're going to make room if they want to come here they're going to make room for him but Jalen. He's a good player. I like him. I'd love for him to come here, but he can't wait around long if he wants to come here. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for, I mean, they had the spring game. Nothing, like, crazy happened because it was a spring game, and they don't they don't even play a real game. So, I mean, yeah. Tim and I went to that, and it was. We were there. It was okay. <laughs> it was just basically drills the entire time, which, yeah. you know, cool, but. It was more of a recruiting event, to be honest, than it was, uh, hey, let's see what the team's made of. Because they didn't – I mean, they literally didn't play a game because they didn't have any offensive linemen. So, yeah. That's pretty much all I got. I mean, you want to add anything else? Football, I just feel like the Brandon Jordan effect is going to be felt. I mean, MSU is going to, like, by default, be pretty good at defense. Like in they will have – I mean, if you've got defensive linemen, like NFL defensive linemen, we saw it with D'Antonio those couple years, I think like 2015 and 2013. 2015 especially, they had really amazing talent on the defensive line. Um, if you have guys like that, you can compete with Ohio State, man. I mean, right. you just need the guys in the trenches to do it or else you're just going to get destroyed by them every time. And, like, I know – like. And Coach D did a good job of recruiting defensive linemen, but uh, this is just nuts. I've never seen guys like this on campus before. It's just insane. Three five-stars in one weekend. I and not to mention the guys that show up are going to benefit from having their coach be Brandon Jordan. Right. Not that just take the part I, I, where they're talented away. They're going to be – Trained well. Right. I loved Bron Burden. I like the guy. He's a great dude. I mean, I've had conversations with the guy. He's a good dude. But this is different. This is just, like, there's a different vibe now. I mean, with the way Brandon Jordan trains, like, some of the best players in the NFL. And he's still doing it on the side. So that's obviously going to – you can come train with Brandon Jordan for free. You don't you 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 don't have to pay a single dime for it. You yeah. get to come play for him, and you get trained by him every single day. They're gonna be a group of dudes who are all talented because he's recruiting them, being trained by a guy who's one of the best at what he does probably in the world, and that's gonna be weekly, you know, over the summer. I think MSU, I think this is like a real deal type of thing that. They're going to, in you know, not just this season, but two, three, four years from now, you're going to have just a perennial, you know, beast on defense, um, which is the idea. That's the whole dream. But um, it really does feel like it's kind of coming true. Yeah, I mean, Mel Tucker's a defensive guy, so I mean, he knows, especially in the Big Ten, you gotta have, you gotta have a good defense to win. Um, of course. And they are. I mean. Even these DBs, they're like, I want to get coached by Mel Tucker. He's a great defensive backs guy. I mean, that's his specialty. Um, that's what uh, Chance Rucker said. He's like, I want to get coached by Mel Tucker. He's a really good def defensive backs coach. And uh, 
So, I mean, I think the two premium positions you're going to see where guys are going to be, like, there's going to be guys fighting to take spots, uh, committing-wise, are going to be defensive back and they're going to be defensive linemen because every year they're gonna, there's going to be guys that are going to be like, hey, I want to go play for those two coaches because they know what they're doing. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting for sure. I mean, if you get guys on the defensive line that are highly rated, I mean, not all of them are going to pan out, of course. I mean, it's not a perfect science, but there's going to be – I mean, if you can get, like, top 250 guys, like two or three of them every year, you're going to be competing. So I'm excited to see what can happen. I think we've probably covered it. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, you got football camp coming up in a month, uh, two months now, I guess. So that's going to be, like, the next big thing, I guess. I mean, we'll talk. I mean, if they get a run of commits, we'll record again, but we'll see what happens. So, all right, Tim, I think that's everything. Go green. Go white. Dylan, up ahead, Wenson. No one near him, and he's going to come.